Let me bring in our hypnotist, Marshall Silver. It's uh, Marshall Silver, ladies and gentlemen, the world's fastest hypnotist. Historic. That is not the magic word of the day, the secret word of the day, but it is the word of the day. Historic. I am reminded that all great things start. And I'm so glad you're with me. I want you to remember today, because as simple as it seems, as ineventful as it may appear right now, I'm reminded that everything begins. That Apple Computer, uh, one of the largest companies in the world, give or take the day, started in a garage. Dell Computers started in a dorm room. Google started in a dorm room. Amazon starts in a spare bedroom. And look where they are now. Everything begins. So many times I think people are afraid to launch something because they don't know if it's going to turn out successful. And because of that, they don't win. If you're brand new to the show, and you must be, because today is our first broadcast, our first official broadcast. Although we've been doing some testing, this is our first official broadcast, and you're on it. A whole bunch of things are going to happen during the next couple of hours. First and foremost, yes, I'm going to be live five days a week, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. till noon Pacific time. People ask me why that particular time, because I chose it. <laughs> it gives me a chance to take care of all my business in the morning and then devote my full attention to you 10 till noon every single day Pacific time. The first hour is all about content. It's all about teaching you. And today's topic is going to be future pacing. I'm going to talk to you about planning ahead for success, uh, when you need to proceed, and when you should just drop it like a hot, uh, a hot potato and let it go and move on to something else. Uh, during the first hour, I will not only teach you content from time to time, we will have special guests, including this week on Wednesday. We've got uh, one of my favorite people in the world, Cody Sperber. He is the uh, clever investor, and I've known this guy for years. Very successful real estate investor, really successful on social media. So very excited to see Cody. That's happening on Wednesday, every single day, guests and content. But the second part of the show is what you should be most interested in. It's where I will be live five days a week right here to answer your questions about sex, about money, about emotional, mental, physical, and even spiritual well-being. In addition, I'm here to give away free things. What free things ask you? Well, first and foremost, I'm here to give away 10 ounces of pure silver. In fact, you can see it right now up on the screen. Take a look. It's right there. 10 ounces of pure Marshall silver, finely minted silver. And that is guaranteed going to be given away every single day, five days a week, every single day that I am live, someone is going to win 10 ounces of pure silver minted with my logo on it. It's not only collector's item, the way things are going today, heck, by uh, the end of the month, or at least by the election, it's probably going to be worth a million dollars. 
In addition, every single day I'm live on the air, including today. And starting today, $5,000 cash is up for grabs if you say the secret word. And if you say the secret word when you call in and chat with me, not only will you win the $5,000, you'll also get bragging rights. Should nobody win the cash for the secret word on any given day, it will roll over to the next day. And then I'll also add an additional 500 bucks. So if nobody wins it today, tomorrow, it'll be $5,500 up for grabs. The next day, 6,000 and so on and so on and so on until somebody eventually wins. Now, all of that is great. And again, I'm about to get into the content because this is show one. This is historic. I want to lay down some additional uh, basic ground rules or understandings. In addition, you are greatly rewarded for referring people to this program. If you don't already have your link, then take a look at what's scrolling on the screen right now. Go to that link, studiomoney.info forward slash contest. Input your data. It will send you a custom link via email that you can then post on social media. And anybody you refer to the show will be coded specifically to you for 90 days. What that means is if they watch the show and decide to buy anything from Certainty International in the next 90 days, you, yes, you, will get 30% commission. Now, that may not seem like a whole lot of money, except I'm really expensive. And I'm worth it, too, by the way. And our events range anywhere from a thousand bucks on the low end all the way up to seventy thousand dollars on the upper end. So thirty percent is between three hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars. I don't know about you. Every twenty-one thousand dollar check I get in my mailbox matters to me. So I would definitely check out the link, register your own affiliate account, start sending that link out to all of your friends, and let's fill this up. Let's have a historic run. I'm excited about the broadcast. And I'm excited about it for a lot of reasons. The lesson of the day is future pacing. So just write that down, future pacing. I have been on stage since I was seven years old, and I love it. I've been a performer my entire life. It has blessed me. Thank you, God. It's given me everything I want. It's given me the relationship of my dreams. I met my wife at a seminar, and I hypnotized her to ask me out on a date with a thousand other people there not knowing what I was doing or my wife knowing what I was doing. 17 years later, she's still in trance. Please don't tell her. The second thing I want you to know is that during the course of our time together, not only will I give you powerful, powerful information, I am also going to help reprogram your brain while we speak. During this first session, I am going to be teaching you content, but you've also, um, you want to listen carefully. And here's why you want to listen carefully. I have here at my feet, a box. The box is the secret word of the day. Inside of the box is a piece of paper in which I've written a word on it. That word right here, I'm going to give you clues during the first part of the broadcast before we start taking calls. And those clues will tell you what the word in the box is. So listen carefully. When we recap at the end of the show, I will tell you what the clues were, and uh, you'll see. Yep, you could have guessed it. But not only do you have to find out what the word is, you've also got to get on the air, use the word in a sentence, and when you do, you get the big cash prize. Lesson of the day, future pacing. I was watching the Super Bowl yesterday, as were a whole lot of people, like 106 million people. That's boggling to me. 106 million people. I cannot wait until Marshall Silver Live has 106 million people on it. And I started thinking about, you know, a lot of things that happened. First and foremost, uh, the Super Bowl, obviously, it was a good game yesterday. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm not a fan of football. I'm not a fan of the Super Bowl. I don't really care unless I own the team. And the game yesterday was exceptional. 
it was the second time in football NFL history that they have gone into overtime in the Super Bowl. Last time was like mid-70s, 1975, I think. But it was the second time in history that it's gone into overtime. So it went into overtime yesterday, 19 to 19. And, excuse me, 16 to 16. Then the 49ers got a field goal, so it was 19 to 16. And then, obviously, the Chiefs came back and scored another touchdown and won the game. Future pacing is the ability to look into the future and see what's likely to happen. Future pacing is also an understanding of human psychology. My kids yesterday asked me, they said, who's going to win the Super Bowl? And I said, as much as I don't want to acknowledge this, the Super Bowl is rigged. All major sporting events are rigged. They are a business. And because they're a business and there's money involved, the optimum amount of money is always going to determine the outcome, always. So the first element, first lesson in future pacing is where's the money? Hi, Dominic. Glad to see you're watching me all the way from Scotland. You are loved. Glad you're here. Where's the money? So when my kids yesterday asked me before the game started who's going to win, I said the Chiefs are going to win, and here's why. There's one image that the press, mainstream media, the NFL, and everybody that has anything to do with the game, anybody that's got a vested interest, anybody that will profit, there's one image every last one of those people wants on the screen at the end of the Super Bowl. And that image is Taylor Swift and uh, her bow getting a kiss in on the victory after the game. That is exactly what was being set up. They showed Taylor Swift eight times on my channel that I was watching on, eight times during the broadcast. And that's not counting what happened after the broadcast. After the broadcast, they showed her some more. But future pacing is not about you. Future pacing, second lesson, is it's about the sheep. It's about what will the sheep do. And when you can start being empathetic, not just with one person, with the overall population, the sheep, then you'll start being able to predict the future with a pretty substantial amount of accuracy. So not only was the game predetermined before it started, and people say, well, that can't be. How, how in the world could it all be rigged? Why would the players do that? The players all get paid. The players all get paid based upon what the sport, no matter what the sport is, whether it's boxing or football or baseball or bat, it doesn't matter. They get paid on the success of their sport. So even though it might not be fun or palatable, if you come to me while I'm playing a chess match with Sir Richard Branson and you say, if Branson wins this match, you get an extra million bucks. Well, yeah, I want to win. I want bragging rights. I sure do. Except it's a million dollars. And whether it's a million dollars or 10 million or a billion, whatever it is, what number I need to get to throw the game? Well, there's a number. There is a number. I don't care who the person is. There's a number somewhere. And when you put a collective mass of people together, there is always a number. So at any rate, uh, I'm, I'm starting this broadcast out definitely on an unpopular topic, except it's about future pacing. Uh, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls in a row. That's pretty good. Three in a row would be even more remarkable. So I'm going to predict right now, right here, that's where this is headed. That next year, 2025, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win again. And they're going to win because it's scripted. It's uh, reality television isn't. That's what it is. So at any rate, not everybody's going to agree with me. I'm quite okay with that. There was a time when we could disagree. 
and we would also still get along and like each other. You don't have to agree with me. What you do want to do, though, is keep listening because you might win five grand or more. In addition, uh, you know, future pacing is also the process of taking a look at all the elements, not just in the current short term, but also looking at how will things change in the long term. As an example, how do we consider everything? A uh, part of the consideration is that we also are in an election year. So in an election year, things are different than in a non-election year, just because they are. And things that might have mattered or didn't matter or shouldn't matter will matter greatly as this entire play plays out on a world stage. So future pacing is understanding, number one, what's the outcome? What will the sheep do? Uh, ultimately, where's the money? And then finally, this is the final piece of what I call future pacing that you've got to consider is what are you willing to give to create the outcome you seek to create? I mentioned this as we were doing our test broadcasts. I woke up on Friday when we were about to do a broadcast and I woke up in a panic. <laughs> I woke up thinking to myself, Marshall, you've just committed to being live two hours a day, five days a week. It goes against everything I hold as a value in owning my life because now you own my life. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm quite okay with the idea that you own my life two hours a day, five days a week, because on the other end of this, I believe something really great is going to occur. And I want you to write this down. Communication equals wealth. Communication equals wealth. You communicate in two ways and two ways only. You communicate internally. The 1,500 words per minute that go through your mind in any given moment, telling you who you are and who you aren't, what you can be, what you can do, what you can have, all the above. Internal communication is called programming. It's what determines what's going to come out of your mouth. If you don't, don't take charge of your internal communication, if you don't determine exactly what that internal communication will be, what your truths are, what your beliefs are, what your facts are, what world you reside in, then nothing's going to change. If you believe that you live in a world where making money is tough, guess what? It's going to be tough for you to make money because reality is created by validation. We find what we're looking for. And if you're seeking validation, if you're seeking evidence that it's hard to make money, you can find evidence for anything. You know, I was talking about the fact that every single major sporting event is rigged to a degree. Not completely. Sometimes there's legitimate games because they don't matter, but they're rigged to a degree, especially the higher up the chain you go. So the closer to the playoffs or the Super Bowl or any championship game you get to, the more likely it is there's already a determined outcome agreed upon by all the people involved. So at any rate, internal communication is programming. I must determine my own truths. When I determine my own truths, that will determine the actions I'm willing to take. This broadcast is a classic example. I intend to create the biggest broadcast of all time. Now, that said, that in the, in the, in the past few days has turned out to be something major. Let me show you. Uh, let's see. 106.5 million, I think, was the final number. Viewers to the Super Bowl. Last I saw, 175 million views of Tucker Carlson interviewing Putin. 175 million. Oh, so those are pretty big shoes to fill. That, that means I've got to basically get half the United States and beyond. Now we got Scotland and I, uh, the other day we had uh, New Zealand on. We also had the Netherlands on and Switzerland on. I've got to create 
over 175 million viewers at some point to be the greatest broadcast of all time. A lot of people would look at that and say, not possible. Tucker Carlson did it in one interview. Now, now granted, Tucker's been at broadcast a whole lot longer than me, which again would daunt some people, would tell some people, don't even put that out into the ether. Don't even mention to the world that you want the world's largest broadcast because it's never going to happen. Well, that's why most people give up on their dreams. That's why most people never complete what's going on for them because they hold this thing in their brain and they talk themselves out of it. So number one, in future pacing, you got to ask, is it possible at all? Is it flat out possible today for me to embark upon the journey that would create the outcome that I'm seeking to outcome? That's first and foremost. Next, the question becomes, uh, not only is it possible, uh, do I want it? <laughs> is it worth it to me? A lot of times it's not worth it to people to do what they need to do. Two hours a day, five days a week, I am here. Friday, last Friday when we were doing a test broadcast, it answered the question for everything for me. Somebody in the post, uh, in the chat, and by the way, I love your chat. So if you're watching the broadcast right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, wherever you're watching the broadcast from, please be active in the chat because all the chat on every single platform shows up in my chat and I get to see what you're about. Uh, somebody on Friday in the chat said in 2000, I was going through a divorce. I was suicidal. Talking to you saved my life. I looked at that chat post and the moment I saw it, I said, done. This is my life. For the next uh, however many years or however much time I do this, I'm excited to be here with you. My prayer is that I'm going to impact your life today in such a way that it will massively change how you view everything. So internal communication is called programming. Since communication equals wealth, the first thing I've got to take charge of is my internal programming. What creates my internal programming? What creates my internal programming and your internal programming is that those 1,500 words per minute. Now, those 1,500 words per minute going through your brain are not random. They're chosen very specifically. You don't have a single thought in your head you didn't choose. Now, sometimes people think, well, you know, I don't choose to be an addict. I don't choose to be angry. I don't choose fill in the blank. Doesn't matter. Yes, you do. And I realize that that's not a popular thing for people to hear. I know that that's not something people even want to acknowledge, except you're responsible. 100%, you're responsible for your life, nobody else. You're responsible for every single thought, and every single thought creates a butterfly effect, a chain reaction in the outside world that either gets you what you want or stops you from getting what you want. First and foremost, uh, I've given away two ounces of pure silver during our, our excuse me, two 10-ounce bars of pure silver during our uh, two test broadcasts. Melissa won one day, Tim won on another day. One of the things I guarantee you, if I were to ask either one of those people, did you know that you were going to win the silver? Both of them would tell me yes, because that excited imagination and expectation of things turning out well is the basis for 99% of your successes. And here's why. If you do not have an advanced expectation of your victory that you're going to win, guess what happens? You don't even bother. You, you don't make any attempt. You don't even go for it. So first and foremost, we've got to enter in with an expectation of victory. Secondly, if communication equals wealth and 
Internal communication is called programming. External communication to the outside world should always be called one thing, influence. You see, that's the whole point. The whole reason that you are watching this broadcast right now is you want a better life. You want more money. You want more. Write this down. In fact, every day that we're together, you should have a pad of paper and a pen because I want you to take notes every single day. Write this down. More is better. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Marshall. What do you mean more is better? More is better. Well, more crime isn't better. More hunger isn't better. More death isn't better. Yes, it is. Why is more crime, more hunger, and more death better? Because human beings are motion junkies, all of us, you, me, everybody. 106 million people watching the Super Bowl were watching it for one reason, motion. They want drama in their lives. Some people say they don't want drama. Well, if you don't have any drama, guess what? You're dead. People want drama. They want motion in their lives. And when they can't, when they don't have natural motion in their lives, guess what they do? They throw a wrench in their own gears and they create what's called emotional turmoil, internal motion to make them feel alive. That's why the couple that's doing extremely well, marriage is as good as it can be. One of the spouses does something stupid, goes and cheats on their mate, throws a wrench in the gear. Why? Because they didn't feel motion. They didn't feel excitement. They didn't feel that thing they want in their lives. Since human beings are motion junkies, and if we can't get motion, uh, we create motion. We throw wrenches in our own gears as a byproduct then understanding that outward communication is called influence. Everything I want that I don't have, I am going to get from other people. Your success in life will be in direct proportion to your ability to ask for and embrace more stress. Ask for and embrace more stress. When you ask for and embrace more stress, guess what happens? You get more. Now, some people say, I don't want more stress in my life. I respect that. The reason you don't want more stress in your life is you view stress as a bad thing. If I'm working out with weights and and I'm lifting 10-pound weights, I don't have much resistance. I'm strong. I'm a big guy, 10 pounds, not much to me. If I put uh, 200 pounds on the bench or 250 or 300, then, yeah, that's going to be more resistance, more stress, except stress is where the growth is. So the distinction between people that succeed and people that don't succeed also has to do with their ability to define stress. I'm here with you. We're going to be with you for, like I said, a couple hours every single day. During the couple hours every single day that we're together, I'm going to be answering your questions, giving you good content, which, by the way, if you haven't looked at the screen right now and seen the crawl across the bottom, if you want to ask me a question, go to studiomoney.info forward slash green room and, uh, uh tg and the rest of the team that's in the studio right now will screen your calls find out how interesting your question is and if it's a topic that i want to talk about they'll put you on the air make sure your camera's functioning make sure your microphone's functioning and more uh yeah i'm going into a lot of details only because this is our first official broadcast show number one of marshall silver live so i'm going to cover some things that i won't cover on a regular basis once everybody figured this out i uh i see that a whole bunch of people are posting that they're telling their friends all about the show. So yeah, tell your friends about the show, share that link that you got so you can get credit for those people. I'm at my desk 
I'm looking at a text message from Andrew Schlag. We have a special promotion. I told you already that anybody you refer to the show, if they watch the show and then end up going to our seminars or buying any of our Certainty International products, you'll get a 30% commission. Well, there's more. There's way more. In addition, if you send people to the show, those people end up coming to my events and investing with me. Like I said, anything from $1,000 on the low end to $70,000 on the upper end. If they invest with me and you refer those people and we collect more than $300,000 in the course of 30 days from those people that you sent to Turning Point that invested with us, uh, as long as we've collected more than 300000 forgive me, $300,000 in 30 days, you'll also receive your choice of a Mercedes-Benz sedan or SUV totally free. In addition to the fact you get 30% commission on those $300,000 collected, which is 90,000 bucks. So $90,000 in a car. So here's what I got. I just got a text message from one of our attendees, somebody I admire very much. In fact, he's somebody that's a part of our inner circle. He's also a world-class speaker, world-class real estate investor named Andrew Schlag. And I don't know, so I, this may or may not be true, uh, Andrew just said, great news for both of us, brother. Looks like we're going to hit the 300K collected mark from my peeps prior to 30 days either way. So what that means is we may on day one, show one, have given away our first Mercedes Benz. I'm excited. And I mean, seriously, do you, do you realize what that means? That means that all you got to do to change the quality of your life is tune into my show every single day and you could win. Whether you got on the air and won the uh, the secret word prize money or whether you just referred people and never called in, when those people get active inside of our community, guess what? You could get not only 30% commission, like Andrew Schlag says, and I believe him and I want it to be true, you could also win a brand new Mercedes-Benz. Oh, there's more. <laughs> did I say there was more? Did I also say more was better? Yes, I did. There's more. On any given month, if the people you refer to our live events end up investing and collecting over $500,000, guess what? You get my personal Rolls Royce Phantom. It's used. Admit it, it's used. It's got 22,000 miles on it. Other than that, pristine condition. My personal car, $500,000. How cool is that? Uh, I see the studio is filling up, so I want to just chat some more before we uh, go into the vault to start answering your questions. So future pacing is also helping you understand plausibility. If communication to the outside world is influence and everything you want that you don't have, you're going to get from other people, then you will increase your reception of what you want by changing your communication to the outside world. Write this down. We get back what we send out. Yes, it's important enough that I repeat it and that you actually write it down. We get back what we send out. If a lot of people are saying no to you, it's because you are really fun to say no to. If you want people to say yes to you, you must become fun to say yes to. What does that mean? Since the quality of your life is the quality of your communication, both internally and with the outside world, when you change the way you communicate to the outside world, guess what? The whole world changes. I'm watching the Super Bowl yesterday, 
and um, I'm looking at the, my text messages. And during the Super Bowl, I get a text message from one of my friends. And, and it won't take long for you to figure out that I'm quite conservative. I love Donald Trump. I happen to think that during the four years he was our president, we had some of the best economy I've ever seen in my lifetime. We had solid borders, which is important to me. I lock my doors in my house at night. You should lock your doors and we should vet every single person coming into the country as every single country should vet us when we go into theirs. It's just common sense. At any rate, I got a text message from one of my Patriot buddies and uh, it said that there's a group of people that have come together to sue the hat manufacturer who manufactures the mega caps, the Make America Great Again caps. They're suing the hat manufacturer for making a hat. Can you imagine that? That that we get sued? I'm a t-shirt maker and I make a t-shirt you don't like, so you sue me? There's a reason the Founding Fathers made the First Amendment so important. There's a reason that we don't sue the hat manufacturer. There's a reason we don't sue, sue the t-shirt manufacturer because it's irrelevant and people are allowed to express themselves. This is how bad it is. <laughs> we will, at the uh, when we go to just start chatting with you guys, we're gonna go into something called the vault every single day. Now we're working out bugs and we're working out systems and processes. So the broadcast that we have today will be a smidgen of what it's gonna ultimately end up with. But one of the things I said when we were discussing uh, doing this live show is I said, you know, my points of view will definitely get me kicked off Facebook, uh, certainly X, because I've already been kicked off X, LinkedIn, YouTube, and any other place we brought. I'm going to get kicked off the air fairly quickly with my points of view. So we're going to have to create a place, a safe place, not for snowflakes, a safe place for honesty, a safe place for truth. So when I invite you to jump on the air with me, I am going to invite you to a place called The Vault, because inside The Vault, I can talk about anything without being canceled. And that's what I want. I want to be able to talk about anything I want without being canceled. And I want you to be able to do the same. If you completely disagree with me, I want you to disagree with me. You're allowed to disagree with me. I encourage you, if you disagree with me, to disagree with me. I promise you, I will respect you. You may not like me for disagreeing with you. You may not like me. If I disagree with you enough that I simply just eliminate you from the broadcast because you're spewing nonsense, but it's my show. And if you don't want to be hung up on, you get your own show. The fact of the matter is, though, I want your opinion. Somebody uh, last week's uh, a couple that I actually love very much have an opinion very different than mine on vaccines. They mentioned in the chat, hey, make sure you get your vaccines. Clearly not something I support nor stand uh, for. And so I mentioned while the show was going on, yeah, please don't bring the vaccine stuff to me because it's going to be met with resistance. That's just my opinion. We're seeing too many challenges going on. Uh, last week, a very talented man died. Toby Keith passed. Uh, 52 years old, I think. 52? 62? 52? Too young. 52, 62? I'm 61. So 62 is too young to die. Today... I saw that they had scrubbed something from his site that originally there was a post on Toby's site that uh, mentioned him getting his vaccines. And now all of that is scrubbed, meaning taken off. I have most of the answers. I don't have all the answers. I'm the first person to admit when I realize I'm wrong. You know what? I held that opinion for 60 years and I'm wrong. 
I don't have a challenge with changing opinion. I don't have a challenge with changing position. I, I, I don't mind. And only an idiot wouldn't change position when presented with irrefutable proof to the contrary. An intelligent person has no ego uh, as far as what their, their positions are. In fact, they're very easily moved to a new position when new evidence becomes apparent. At this point, the evidence is overwhelming that COVID was an entire scam. <laughs> I'm getting into it before I go into the vault. I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. I know it. There's too much evidence to prove that these vaccines have harmed people, young people dying of heart attacks, athletes, the most healthy people on the planet, keeling over completely healthy after getting boosters and more. So there's too much for me to talk about um, at any rate. That's the stuff we're going to talk about in the vault. Because if I talk about, can you imagine me getting canceled on the first day? <laughs> Wouldn't that be epic? Well, here's my point. So looking at what's going on, I also, in the, in the process of future pacing for our broadcast, have been looking at the fact that Joe Rogan, obviously, ha is the highest paid broadcaster in the world right now. He's a podcaster. He's not Howard Stern. He's not even Tucker Carlson with 175 million views. Joe Rogan. Now, I love Joe. I think he's amazing. I think his show is actually the only uh, podcast that I actually watch on a regular basis. So I really like Joe, except he went the other route. He went this route. He owns his destiny. He goes to Spotify. Uh, Neil Young decides he doesn't like what Joe is saying. So Neil tries to cancel Joe. Spotify says, hey, screw you. Joe's our biggest moneymaker. We're not going to cancel Joe, but we will cancel you, Neil. Just remember, we don't need you around anyhow. At any rate, the, the power of what communication gives you and me and all of us is absolutely massive. All the influencers of the world, all the major talent of the world, all tied into this one thing. So that people can manufacture t-shirts, manufacture hats, make hats without being attacked. We have a First Amendment. When I communicate to other people, I need to have something, write this term down, called sensory acuity. Again, I'm going to lose uh, listeners, and uh, I'm going to lose viewers by having an opinion, except have an opinion anyway. Do not be frightened of losing opinions. I'm reminded of two guys that came and visited me, Ryan Dice, Perry Belcher, two phenomenal marketers, just brilliant guys. Uh, they're, along with Roland Frazier, the brains behind uh, traffic and conversion, one of the largest marketing conferences in the world. They sat in my living room one day, Perry and Ryan were in my living room, and they asked me a question. They said, how big is your database? And I gave them a number, 150,000 people. And they said, how often do you mail to your database? How often do you communicate to your database? And I said, hey, you know, a couple times a month back in the day. And they said, a couple times a month, you don't have a database. You don't have a database if you only mail them a couple times a month. I said, well, how often do you mail to your database? They said twice a day, two, three times a day. I said, every day, don't people opt out? They said, yes, people opt out all the time. They weren't our customers. How brilliant is that? You know, I want this broadcast, and it's a broadcast because it's live. I want this broadcast to speak to people that are willing to be responsible for their lives, that are willing to acknowledge uh, what I started off with at the top of the show, that most of our lives are hypnosis. And most of the things that we think are real and true just flat out aren't. They're all fabrications of a mainstream media, big tech handling all the social media platforms, all the banking institutions, and certainly our governments 
They're all a product of the hypnosis they want us to believe so that we can be controlled. This broadcast is going to make you uncontrollable. This broadcast is probably going to fry your life because every single day we're going to give you new truths, new facts that you will have to then consider at the very least. And if you don't agree with them, that's cool, except you'll have to consider them. Future pacing, the ability to take a look at plausibility and say, where are we going? Uh, Conan, Conan has sold his podcast for $150 million. Conan O'Brien sold his broadcast for $150 million. Wow. So communication most certainly equals wealth. How do you take your life to the next level? Well, here's how you do it. You, in fact, I'm going to play a video for you in a moment here called Next Level. How do you do it? Number one, you've got to understand it's your choice to determine your intelligence. What do I mean by that? The only difference between morons and geniuses is they know who they are. A moron looks at a circumstance that they know nothing about and they say, I'm a moron. I know nothing about this circumstance. I cannot be expected to solve this challenge. And they go on their merry way. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. A genius. We look at circumstances we don't understand. And because we know we're geniuses, we say to ourselves, I know nothing about this situation, except I'm a genius. I will solve it. And then we put our attention on that thing and we solve it. So next level, a program I've been teaching for 40 years that retails for $15,000, by the way. Next level, the first thing it does is it helps you Tap in to your own genius to accept the fact that you can solve anything. When we know we can, we do. When we know we can't, we don't. So it starts off by helping you understand you're a genius. First thing it does is helps you get your head on straight. Second thing, oh, and by the way, this $15,000 course, I'm going to show you a video of what the course is in a moment, but I'm also going to give one of our callers today, somebody that gets on the air with me by going to studiomoney.info forward slash green room. I'm going to give one of the callers to today's program, my $15,000 inner circle program, totally free. So that's the reason I'm telling you about it. Number one, I, I want to reprogram you to think like a genius. Number two, I want to help you understand that all of your limitations are self-imposed. Everything that you think stops you from getting a thing is self-imposed. Well, Marshall, you know, I'm five foot uh, one. I play for the NBA. I'm never going to win the slam dunk contest. Well, not true. Uh, hey, Marshall, I was born with no arms and no legs. I'm never going to be a success in life. Tell Nick that. Tell, tell anybody dealing with challenges that. Oh, I've been divorced, you know, four times. Maybe marriage isn't for me. Maybe marriage to those people wasn't for you. Maybe marriage is for you to the right person. Take me uh, take it from me personally. I know that one to be true. When my wife Erica met me, she said, do you think you'd ever want to be married again? Because she knew I'd been married twice. I said, oh, no, never again. And yet here we are 17 years later celebrating on a regular basis. So never, ever, ever say never. Finally, I want you to understand that first and foremost, Next Level is going to teach you how to think like a genius. Second thing, it's going to teach you to remove physical limitations. But here's the third thing. Anything you want in your life, this broadcast, the Super Bowl, anything that you want in your life that has massive substance is going to require that you learn how to play with other people. It's going to require that you learn how to manage, inspire, and motivate 
teams. On that end, I want to uh, say thank you to my team right now. Uh, Anthony Escamilla, who is my personal executive assistant, thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast. Amanda and Jordan, who have worked their butts off from Atomic Wealth, putting all the elements together, all the assets, including working out bugs. I was on the uh, phone with uh, Jordan literally half an hour before we went to broadcast, fixing some technical items. Thank you so much. Uh, we got uh, TG, our producer, running the controls right now. Thanks, TG. The third thing that you need to do is learn how to play with others. And so Next Level is going to teach you all those things. But the final thing that Next Level does and this is something that most seminar programs don't do, is I'm aware of this thing called seminaritis. What is seminaritis? You go to a seminar, you get filled with the ether, you get all excited about your life, and then you go back to your life, and unfortunately, your brain still has a disconnect between seminar and real world. And the things that you handled without grief, without tension, without screaming and crying in a seminar when you're faced with similar challenges in the real world, most people just break down and fail. They lose. So the last thing Next Level does is Next Level is also going to teach you how to play well with others, how to inspire teams, how to accomplish things that are unaccomplishable by yourself simply by inspiring other people. So, uh, no, we're not going to roll right into... Uh, the next level, I'm actually going to take it to the top of the hour, but I would like to, TG, I would like to play the next level video now to give people an idea of what's up for grabs and the $15,000 program called Next Level that I'm going to give away totally free to somebody on our first broadcast ever. So, TG, go ahead. Roll. this event, I, I had nothing left to hold on to. I lost my apartment, the love of my life, went through the worst heartbreak I've ever experienced. I now feel stronger than I ever have. I have more confidence in my future than I could have imagined. So I gotta say, Marshall, thank you. Thank you for putting everything together. Thank you for believing in us, for pouring everything you have into your students. As a result of that, you've saved my life. For anyone who's out there that's going through something, whether it's emotional, whether it's a business challenge, if there's something in your life that you're looking to change, I guarantee you, come to one of these events, Turning Point, Next Level, and you will find the solutions, and you'll be strong, and you'll be ready to take on whatever direction it is you're wanting to go. Participating in the Marshall Civil Next Level. It's phenomenal. It's great. It really pushes yourself. Um, I mean, 
when you come here, you're really pushing yourself, like, as it is to the next level. Kind of cocky when I'm like, oh yeah, big tough guy, gonna be destroying the sports, but especially when you're up on the high things, you really feel the nerves, and you're like, oh, oh god. But, you know, you really just gotta trust yourself, because that's what it's all about, you're just trusting yourself. Thanks again, Marshall Silva, for the next level. See you soon. Silver, it is just amazing. Between the physical challenges, the team challenges, I really felt like I took my life and my business to the next level. Thanks, Marshall and AJ. It's amazing. Uh, what can I say? Next level is always amazing. As you saw in that short clip, the breakthroughs and the advancements and the understandings that people come to are not available anywhere else. You can only get them here at the next level. To all the people that have come to the next level, I am so glad to have been able to be a part of this part of your life. I trust that the uh, advancements and the understandings will continue to bless you for a lifetime. And to the folks that are considering next level, I just want you to know that in your life, there are so many times when you wanted to do something and it felt right for you to do it and you hesitated, you didn't follow through, you didn't go to the next level. I want you to consider those moments and all those regrets you might have had. And don't do it again. Don't do it anymore at all. Come with us. Let us take your life to the next level. I'll see you there. How cool was that? Hey, $15,000 and someone's going to get it for free today. Why? Because I'm feeling generous. I'm Marshall Silver, after all, and it my name literally means to gather money. So last couple of words before we start taking your calls inside of the vault, last couple of words on future pacing. You're going to end up where you're headed. That is a fact. And so one of the things I want you to contemplate today is where are you headed in all areas of your life? Number one, where are you headed in your relationships? Is your marriage getting better or worse? My beautiful bride uh, brought in my latte, just brought my, my latte in my hubby cup to me. Uh, she has checked in on me repeatedly while we're doing the broadcast to make sure that things are going well. My kids are astounding. Today is a magic day for me for so many reasons. Not only is it the launch of a broadcast, yesterday was my daughter Prosperity's birthday. Tomorrow is my wife's birthday. And today's the launch of our broadcast. So today is like magic day. It's like a magic sandwich. So I'm very excited about that. Like I said, I got news. We may have just given away our first Mercedes-Benz on day one of the show. How cool will that be? And I'm pretty sure, because Andrew always knows the details, I'm pretty sure we just did it. And I know, for one, uh, Jordan is is jealous right now, because I was pretty sure that Jordan was going to win the first car. He'll be okay with it, because uh, Andrew actually referred Jordan. So I know if, if anybody other than Jordan wins, he wants Andrew to win. That is for sure. The uh, other thing I want you to know is that you're going to end up where you're headed in your health. As of today, I am fully committed to going back down to 199 pounds. I've had some knee challenges in the recent months, uh, tore my meniscus. No excuses being made. I just needed to give my knees a chance to heal. And uh, starting today, I will start broadcasting what my current weight is, and we'll watch it go down together. So as of today, we are at 250 pounds. And that, by the way, is down 13 pounds from the start of all this. Not proud, 
except that's where we are. So if you're on this journey with me, let's do it together. And I'll, I'll let you know periodically as we go through this process where I am. Plausibility means, though, that I had to change some of my habits. One of my habits, and I didn't realize I was doing this, was that I had a tendency to snack at night. Get myself uh, some Layla's delicacy treats, maybe a bowl of ice cream and pistachio uh, nuts, all my favorites. And I realized that if I'm eating after seven o'clock, it's just going to my bottom line. And by bottom line, I mean my bottom. And so I have uh, taken up intermittent fasting. I only eat between noon, which is the other reason the show goes from 10 till 12, nothing in the morning. And then I stop eating by 7 p.m. at night, no more food. And already, like I said, it's been doing really, really well for me. And I've been thrilled. We're about to start taking your calls plausibility, future pacing, you're going to end up where you're headed. And ultimately, only you can determine where it goes today. And the final note, I want to just say one more final note is I want you to have sensory acuity. Write the term down. What is sensory acuity? It's paying attention to feedback on a daily basis. I tell my wife and I tell my children how much I love them. On a daily basis, at least 25 times a day, I say the words, I love you fill in the blank. I love you, family. I love you, wife. I love you, kids. Fill in the blank. I like to tell people like you that you're loved because I think most people don't hear it enough. And I want you to know that ultimately at the end of the day, at least one person was thinking about you and that one person was me. Uh, before we go to the vault, maybe after the vault, <laughs> before we go to the vault, uh, a couple people making comments about stuff. Uh, I saw uh, uh, James Jones mentions in the comments two weeks before COVID, Bernie Sanders said we need to eliminate the weak and the elderly. Yes. I mean, it's it's true. And we're going to go in the vault and chat about that. And if you want to chat about that, James, I'd love to. Julia Jameson. Uh, so glad you're with me. Julia mentioned, uh, did you notice how everything that happened during the scam murmuck was a predatory cult? Uh, what a predatory cult does to get people to join them, make them afraid seem like the expert, isolate them, then give them a battle, uh, get them to tattle on each other. Yeah, all true, all 100% true. When they started moving elderly, uh, when they started moving COVID patients into retirement homes, I said, there's a point, they're killing people. They're flat out killing people. And as they say, the rest is history. Uh, everything is usually as it appears. The challenge is, the cognitive dissonance in the human condition is such that it doesn't want to believe that other people could be evil. And I want you to know, honest people think everybody's honest. Evil people justify their evil because they think everybody's evil anyway, so it doesn't matter if I'm evil. Everybody else is evil. Everybody steals, so I might as well steal. Everybody's doing it. It's just a different mindset. My daughter was on my lap yesterday. It was her birthday, and I was just telling her all the things that I love about her because it's a way of filling up her emotional bank account. It's always a way to fill up somebody's emotional bank account by telling them something I love about you is your intelligence. Something I love about you is your sense of humor. I got down to one thing. And when I said it, it mattered to me. I said, prosperity, something I love about you and your siblings and your mom is you guys are kind. That's it. Kind. Maximus, Went to his sister's Build-A-Bear party. I was busy taking care of Sterling. At the Build-A-Bear party, he took care of his sister's dirty plates and his her, her guests, her girlfriend's dirty plates. 
He waited in line behind everybody else so that he got his food or his treats last. He built his bear last to make sure everybody else was taken care of. That's being kind. So last lesson of the day before we jump into your calls in the vault is can you be kind? Can you find more ways to be kind today? And in particular, be kind to people that are being nasty and mean. Number one, it's the best vengeance. It really is the best vengeance. Number two, it's good for your character. My father and I didn't have a great relationship our whole life, and it saddens me. I wish we had. Every time I would talk to my dad on the phone, I'd call him up and I'd say, hey, dad, I love you. I'm calling you because I I care about you. He'd say, you little SOB, why are you calling me? Last words out of his mouth, every time I called him for a lifetime, were you little MF or don't ever call me again. I never want to hear from you. Yet I would call him twice a year. I would call him on his birthday and I would call him on Father's Day just to tell him I loved him. And every time it would be the same thing. And the reason I did that is at the end of the day, I cannot control other people's actions. I can only control my own. And I had in my brain the idea that no matter what happens in this relationship, at the end of the day, I want to know, because I only have one biological dad, I want to know I did the right thing. I had an infomercial in 1994. It went worldwide. We're spending a half a million bucks a week on media. And during that time, my father called me. He said he'd seen my infomercial. He called me on the phone. He said, son, I'm very proud of you. I want you to know I know I've been a really bad dad to you. And I wanted to apologize. I'm floored. Number one, it's the only time in my entire lifetime my dad ever called me. And number two, for him to acknowledge that he hadn't been such a great dad was amazing to me. I cried. I broke down in tears. He said, "Uh, son, I'm broke. I can't afford to come see you. But if you'll send me an airline ticket, I really want to see you. And I sent him an airline ticket. And he died two weeks later before he had a chance to fly out and see me. Yet I was kind. And my last memory of my father was a really good one. And so be kind. You might not ever see that barista at Starbucks again, and they may need you to be kind. Hurt people hurt people. And generally speaking, people that are evil or mean or nasty are being mean or evil or nasty because they're hurting. So once again, use your power. Don't give it away. Be kind to people when they're not being kind to you, because sometimes things shift. I was looking to lease a building and the owner of the building, it's a nice building. I like the building. I I would have liked to have been in the building. I negotiated for almost a year with the landlord. We had everything settled. And at the end of it all, I knew this person had a bit of a screw loose. They blew up and said, yeah, we we don't want to lease to you. After nine months negotiating through everything, all of a sudden, out of the blue, you don't want to lease. I was kind. I said, I don't understand this. It's not appropriate. I literally have grounds to sue you and would win because this is is not good business practice, except they didn't. I said, whatever you do, good luck. And if things change, keep me in mind because ultimately that's my karma at stake. Hey, we are about to enter the vault. And before we do, we uh, are we actually entering the vault today? That's my question. Are we actually going to enter the vault or are we just going to play the video and then jump to the vault? Tell you what, how about we just play the video and we'll sort it out while the video is playing. Let's go to the vault where we can talk about things that get me banned and where I can talk to you. Coming up first on the roster of people I'm going to talk to is somebody who 
I was going to talk to last week, and we didn't have a chance to chat with her. So, Kelsey Griffith the Young, yeah, you're going to be our first caller. So, with that said, get ready. Let's go to the vault. Bam! We are in the vault. How do you know we're in the vault? Simple. Looks like a vault. <laughs> so excited to be with you today. And in the vault, if you would like to chat with me, two things occur. Number one, you could win. Uh, let's see. You you could win. That's better centering. Right there. You could win 10 ounces of pure silver. Looks like this right up in the corner. Take a look. Oh, this corner over here. Right there. 10 ounces of pure Marshall silver, minted silver. Magic, right there. It's tiny, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that when you get it. It's going to fill up your hand, promise you. 10 ounces of pure silver. Hey, our first call of the day, Kelsey Griffith Young. Welcome home. You're loved. Hi, thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, so, so what, what do you want to ask me about? Um, my question is actually about you. Um, what drives you to help people and what made you realize that this was your calling? Well, you're a beauty. And you're sweet and you're kind. Good work. Have you <laughs> ever been to you. our seminars? Um, no, I have actually, my first time seeing you was uh, last week on the show last week. Um, I was told about you by my partner and he finds you amazing and he's been to your seminar before. And so he was the one who recommended me to your show. And I was really, really excited to learn from you. Awesome. Who's your partner? Um, John McCoughlin. He's also ah. probably trying to ask a question today. Yeah, John's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do this right off the bat. Uh, your spirit is awesome. I love your energy. You're exactly <laughs> the kind of a person I want in this community. I'm going to give you a ticket to Turning Point, uh, which is a $3,000 value. And I'm going to give you a ticket to Next Level that we teach every single November, which is a $15,000 value, oh all gosh. because you tuned into the show. And you still are in line to potentially win the silver. Maybe even if you say the secret word, $5,000 cash. So I'd like to start our call oh off gosh. on the right foot. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so epic. Like, thank you so much. You are oh very welcome. You're thank very welcome. You. Kelsey, where are you? Uh, where are you calling from? Um, Cypress, California. Fantastic. What do you do for a living? Um, I'm a business owner. I run the Happen Agency. It's a small boutique agency in Los Angeles. And what kind of clients do you have? Um, I represent actors for commercials, theatricals, and um, think, uh, print work. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. So your question, just to paraphrase, and if I'm incorrect, you can correct me. Your question was, what drives me to do this? Yes. What made you feel like it was your calling? Yeah, I'm a massively selfish man. I mean that. I, that's the reason I do what I do. I am massively selfish. And vanity, frankly, is my biggest sin. Uh, I think that's true for a lot of people that are in performance, you know, because you deal with a lot of these people that are in performance <laughs> positions, is we have to have ego. We have to have that vanity. Because if we don't, it reflects in our performance. So if there isn't a sense that I'm all that, then we, we are not all that. So I do what I do, both the show, uh, both this broadcast my seminars, and uh, not everybody knows that I'm also an entertainer. I have the largest hypnotic production show in the world. 
I do all of that for the selfish reason is I want to bring you joy. And I want you to give me credit for bringing you joy. And I want you to give me credit for changing your lives, making your relationship better, building your business. I do it all selfishly. And I won't stop doing it because it's something called the taking touch. Do you have any pets? I do. What do you have? Um, I have a cat. His name is Ducky. I He's very it. adorable. I knew it. You have a cat? <laughs> any, any, any other pets? Um, not right now. I knew you were a cat person. Because <laughs> cat people and dog people, they're different. And cat people, from my experience, often are extremely affectionate and extremely kind. And the reason is, is that cats, unlike dogs, dogs love you no matter what. Dogs give unconditional love. Cats, not so much. <laughs> you know, if your cat jumps on cats your lap. Cats got to earn it. Well, that's what a cat says. Dogs don't, <laughs> dogs don't make you earn it. You could mis Don't mistreat your dog, by the way. You could no. mistreat your dog, and your dog is still going to hump your leg the moment you walk through the front door. It's what it's going to do. <laughs> your cat, though, you walk through the door, you've been gone for three hours, it's going to look up at you when you walk through the door and say, oh, you're home, and walk away. <laughs> If it wants to jump on your lap, it's going to jump on your lap. If you pet your cat, don't pet your cat with the intention of making it purr, because the moment your cat's done, it's gone. Better <laughs> that cat with a taking touch so that the fur of that cat feels good to your hand, because that's the only benefit you're going to get out of that. The cat <laughs> wants to leave. I feel the same way about helping you. I saw you on Friday. We didn't talk. You were waiting patiently. You're so sweet. Your hair is my favorite color. So all the above reasons, I said, yeah, Kelsey and I, we're going to be friends. And then you got on the air. And, and so for me, that is key. That no matter what you do, I have a lifelong friend that I love so much. He is uh, my best friend since junior high. He's a roofer. And he's a roofer in Michigan, so he does a lot of snow and weather uh, damage repairs. Mm -hmm. Love my buddy. He is an artist when it comes to repairing roofs. He and Dustin Bauer, another one of our inner circle people, they get great pride out of doing a great job. And that's not everybody, but that's the taking touch. So are you a good agent? I'm an amazing agent. What makes you good? I care about my talent and I'm willing to fight for them. Yep. So that's the first lesson in, in your call is figure out what it is that you love and do that thing. And if you figure out what you love and you do that thing, chances are you'll like doing that thing and you'll do it often because you do it often, you'll do it well, because you do it well, you'll get better, you'll like it more. Yeah. So I think that that is the, the key is help. I, I see somebody wants to connect with you, Kelsey. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. This, this program is gonna get you some new clients. Yay! How cool oh is goodness. that? Yeah, Thank life is good. So and, and that's what this broadcast is gonna do for everybody is everybody is going to end up in a place where their life is better. So what is your number one strategy for getting clients business? Finding the right clients to get them business. Um, because if you don't have the talent, no matter how hard I try, if you don't have the drive, it's not going to work. So I guess you future pace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what you do. Are you, uh, uh, what percentage of people do you tell, I'm sorry, I'm not a good agent for you? Um, about 80% of the people who submit to my agency. 
How powerful is that? For two reasons. Number one, you're being honest. You're not taking anybody that comes along. Number two, some people do. I agree. They need to look hard at themselves and say, I don't belong here. That's plausibility. That's future pacing. Yeah. Uh, on that note, and I know I'm going to hurt some feelings here, except I, I would be remiss in my responsibility as a mentor, not to say, like you tell people that aren't suitable, you say, I'm sorry, we're just not a good fit. That's probably how you let them go. I don't think I'm a good fit for you. I don't think I can do a good job for you. And if they really press it, I guess because it appears your nature is, is an honest one, there's a point where you'd say, you know what, you're, you're pressing me and I normally wouldn't do this except you're asking. So I'm going to tell you, this isn't a business for you. You're, you're not suited for this. You don't have the drive. You don't have the determination. It doesn't matter about looks. You know, as far as I, I'm concerned, looks don't enter into any equation at all, ever. Not because at all. Going, what's going on in our head is what enters into the equation. And that's under our control. You know, what I weigh or how tall I am or whether my head will grow hair or not is beyond my control. But what is in my control is my ability to have unending confidence, to be unstoppable in my approach to things, and to ultimately say victory is mine. It is done. And I think most people are afraid to do that. That's true. But I think the best people out there are the ones who are willing to put themselves out there. And I think that you do that every time that you speak. So I think that's amazing. And I'm, I'm so enthralled just from the watching you starting last week. I'm already enthralled by your process. So thank you. Well, you are loved. And, and yes, I would agree that, that we got to do what we love because the other side of the coin is I'm just like you. When you get somebody apart and you watch them excel and you see them blossom and grow, it's like your own child is growing. And so yes. I feel the same way about my students. You know, I told you, Andrew Schlag, and I haven't looked at the bookkeeping because I'm live on the air when he sent the message. Andrew Schlag just sent me a text message, said, hey, I think I won the first car. I think that we collected over $300,000 in the first month. I love it. Uh, that, that Nothing would make me happier than to see him succeed and drive the first Mercedes-Benz that we give away. That That is, I'm a proud papa. Yeah. So you are loved. I am glad you're here. Thank you so much. And I look forward to uh, potentially giving you 10 ounces of silver. Let's see how the vote ends up at the end of the day. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I can't Me wait too. to listen to the rest of it. Me too. God bless. Take care, friend. So life is good all the time. And uh, when you when you do what you love and when you selfishly put your heart into everything that you're doing, guess what? Everything gets better. Uh, who's our next caller? Who are we bringing on the air next? Surprise me. Just bring them on. Hey, Dominic. Hi, Marshall. How are you? You're loved. I'm always awesome. You are loved, my friend. Where are you, where you. Are you calling in from? I'm, I'm Dominic from Scotland. I called in from Scotland. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> you shouted me out earlier. Thank you. Yeah. How in the world did Dominic from Scotland find me? I've known you since I was young. It was... Uh, the old Louis Theroux documentary, I was fascinated by it. And uh, I really followed you since then. I got into motivational speaking and that kind of thing, you know, through YouTube as I got older. But you always stuck with me. There was just something about you. I think you've just something different about you, you know? Well, I love it. I, I love the fact that something positive came out of Louis Theroux. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's so you can be quite a cynical guy. Yeah, he, <laughs> but, yeah. He's a nasty one. He is, but uh, everybody has their personality. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so you're you're a motivational speaker. No, I mean, uh, like I started following it on YouTube. You know, with the 
I think a lot of guys my age are really into it because it's kind of, you know, with the algorithms and because we need it. Uh, young, young guys, I think, of my generation that just need something, you know? And, uh, yeah. How old are you? I'm 29. And what do you do for a living? Uh, actually, I work for a junk removal company. Um, it's, it's like you've got 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Yep. It's, it's, it's the Scottish version of that, junk it. And uh, I'm actually going to college in the summer to study fitness because my dream is to become a personal trainer. I can see that. I Thank can you. See that. You look fit. You look trim. Thank you. Uh, are you're looking you, very good too. Thank you. We're getting there. We're, we're getting back to 199. Do you have any personal clients uh, currently? Uh, no, I, I don't yet. It's something I've, to be honest, I literally, uh, if I'm honest, I applied to go to college about a week ago and I got accepted on the Monday this week. So it's a very new thing. I've, I've been going to the gym. Uh, it's really fixed my life. And from there, I was like, I want to do this for other people. And then from there, you know, you can change. It's not just the, the physical side, it's the mental side. So I'd love to do all kinds. Of, I'd love to go into motivational speaking from the personal training. But for me, that's the, the kind of starting point for me. Good. Well, this, this program, even, even remotely all the way over in Scotland, this program yeah. is going to give you all the insights you need to be a motivational speaker and show you a, a true path to get there. One of the yeah. things that, that I talked about in our beta tests of the show is that everything begins. And mm. just like this show, this is our first official broadcast of this show, Marshall Silver Live. It begins. It starts somewhere. And things when we start usually aren't great. Things when we start usually suck. Yeah. And and I, I own a URL called putoutcrap.com. I also own the URL putoutcrap2.0.com because that's what you got to do. You, you got to be willing to start. And so I want today, Dominic, I want the breakthrough that you make today to be the breakthrough that you're not waiting to be a personal trainer. I want you to just say the words, I am a personal trainer. I am a personal trainer. That's where it starts. Yeah. Second part. Second part is you got to understand is if I say the words, then my subconscious mind starts going through all the files and saying, okay, if they were what they just said, here's how they would respond. If you're a personal trainer, you wouldn't tell anybody, oh, my job is X. Mm. When they, they say, what do you do for a living? You would automatically say, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. And because you're not saying that out loud, you don't get any clients. Yet the moment you start saying it out loud, somebody's going to say, well, you look good. Come train me. And then they're going to say, what do you charge? And you're going to have to come up with a number. So what do you charge if you're a personal trainer? Um, I think normally it's about 35 pounds here. I don't know what that is in dollars, but about 35 pounds for 40, 45 minutes to an hour. Got it. 35 pounds a session with a minimum three sessions. Mm. I don't want, I don't want you to come in for one session because in one session, you're going to hate me. You're not going to want to work out. You're going to be well-intentioned and motivated, except you're not going to stick with it. So uh, I want you to sign up for a minimum of three sessions up front, 105 pounds, and then mm. we can get moving. So number one, we established what you do. I'm a personal trainer. Number two, we established what your what you charge, you know, what your, your price tag is. So now we have the ability to start getting clients. The next thing we need to do, we say the words, we gather up the available data, and then we start acting as if our outcome is already done. So you start asking yourself this question, if I were a personal trainer, 
what might I be doing differently? I know that it's really hard. If I am uh, working for somebody else and I want to change the quality of my life, finding time to make the leap, to let go of the trapeze bar called job security yeah. and move to the trapeze bar called you know full-time entrepreneur, you got to let go of the bar at some point and be in midair with nothing to grab onto and then grab the other bar. And how you do that is recognize that everything starts uh, what are you earning at your job right now? I mean, it's not amazing. It's uh, it's okay. It's um, eleven fifty per hour. Perfect. So you maybe work four four days a week. So it's it's okay. It's not amazing. It's not the worst. You know, that's the best. That's yeah. best. It's better that it's not amazing. Yeah, because I'm not so scared to leave it. Is the thing. Yes, hundred percent. Exactly. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so I want you to know that you're in a really great circumstance. No, it's, it's something I've realized. The guys that I know that have really great jobs that did really well at uni and stuff and college, a lot of them, if they're in my situation, it's terrible because they're so happy where they are. They're Why would they make that jump? Yeah, it's the guy that goes to college to become a barrister, an attorney. And then realizes he doesn't want to do it. Well, yeah, because they're working in a bar and they're yeah. making tax-free tips in the pub. And yeah, they got all, they got girls hitting on them every single night, and exactly. then they get their law they get their law degree. They become registered as a barrister or an attorney, mm. and then they don't want to do it because there's less money doing that. Yeah. Plus, they don't get laid. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Nobody likes attorneys. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know that's the circumstance that people find themselves in, attempting to let go of that trapeze bar. Mm. But in order to let go of the trapeze bar, Dominic, and anybody else that's got a good job or a decent job or a job they kind of like, the challenge is is that they have to, they yeah. have to say, um, here is the deadline. You got to set a deadline, and then after they've set the deadline, then stick with the deadline to quit their job, make the transition. But the thing that you're seeking to do, if I told you, uh, Dominic, give it two weeks. In two weeks, you will replace 100% of the income you've got from your job doing your profession as a trainer or whatever it is, as a speaker. If I told you, you got to bite the bullet for two weeks, you got to hustle for two weeks, you got to put it out into the universe for two weeks, that you are a personal trainer, would you do it? I know what your answer is. Your answer yeah. is absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So the only, the only reason you don't do it is you're not certain. You are afraid. You're not yeah. certain that quitting the job will make you this. So I want you, I want today your mantra to be both on social media, anybody you interact with, I want you to find ways to break into the conversation. I'm a personal trainer. It's what personal I do. Trainer. Yeah. I'm a personal trainer. I want you to put that identity on all day today and see what kind of result it gets. And then in the next day's show, whether you jump back on the air, or whether you just put it in the chat, I want you to tell me how that goes. Because 100%. that alone is going to change your life forever. Yeah, I know it will. I know it will. You're right. Definitely. I'll Here be back. Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be back watching every, every day. I am so glad. You are awesome. And I love Thank your you. call. And I love your commitment. Tell everybody in Scotland. I will do. Right. By the way, what time is it in Scotland? It's uh, just coming up. It's quarter past seven, so it's nighttime here, seven at night. Yeah. Well, I love it, and and you inspire me to want to come to Scotland. So glad well, you're come. on the show. You can stay with me anytime. <laughs> well, Thank you so much. Have, 
four people with me, so be careful what you offer. Oh, no, the more the merrier. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. God bless, brother. You take care. I love people. I love people. And I think that that's uh, one of the things that you've got to do. You've got to figure out how to love people. I don't like people all the time. In fact, there's plenty of time I don't like people, except I love people. And because I love people, uh, it comes back. It comes back. So this is fun. We've got had two callers. Uh, we had Kelsey. We had Dominic. Who's my next caller? Who Who is also in line to win 10 ounces of pure silver and also potentially $5,000 cash? Who we got? Hello, Bonnie. Oh, by the way, I want to talk to Evangeline. I want to talk to Evangeline. She just came out of uh, Inner Circle. So I want to talk to her. Bonnie, you are live on the air. Welcome home. Hi. It, uh, how how, you how I'm always awesome. How intriguing, Bonnie. It says on your lower third that you are the mother of dragons. Oh, yeah. Well, um, no, You'll that, hear them any second. You're going to hear them any second. Well, so you have birds. No, no, they're just four very rambunctious children. Ah, so rambunctious children, dragons. I got it. Yeah, my oldest is six. There you go. And your and my youngest is just turned uh, nine months. And where are you calling in from? Birmingham, Alabama. Lovely. I'm sorry, I'm in Moody now. I grew up in Birmingham, but it's right outside. How'd you find out about the show? My husband last year, after I pushed him to go see Tyler Devereaux, um, he was at peak and he went on stage with you and he said he was hypnotized. And I grew up with a very strong woman who told me that she could never be hypnotized and I'm sure you can never be hypnotized. And I was like, you know, I don't know what this hypnotizing thing is. Like, is it maybe, is it closer to meditation? I don't know. So then I came to see you and I was the pregnant girl um with you know all that crazy energy you know in the front row except when i really had to pee then i wasn't i didn't have any energy but um what happened when you have to pee (laughs) i broke that board and i was like what like you know i never thought i would break a board like that was really cool and um you know my husband hypnotized me when we got back home and i was like i couldn't believe it that it was a real thing and now my life as a mother has been changing so much. Um, I never thought I'd be a mother. And now I'm really digging into enjoying it. And um, <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to you uh, because my question pertains as a mother. Um, last year, no, two years ago, there was a, a, a big police shooting nearby. And um, we got, we were living in a trailer that had no outlet. And so we were isolated and, and that, that was a really big deal for me. Um, I, I changed a lot of my mindset then, um, for preparedness and after COVID, um, and you know, food shortages and things like that. Um, that's what, you know, I really, um, I really want to feel confident, you know, moving forward in this world with my kids and being a mom, you know, to offer them good nourishment. <laughs> so I'm curious about you and what you do for that. Um, Be specific on your question. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you saw my question. Okay. So yeah, I have to tell everyone my question. 
sorry, the whole pregnant brain and mother brain, you know, it, it, it's sort of working itself out. Um, so my question is, do you see a shutdown um, after this upcoming election? Probably next year. My husband was like, probably not this year because they, you know, the government really wants people to be, you know, on their side. So probably not this year, um, but next year. Um, you know, I'm, I just, I'm curious about like when, you know, the next shutdown might happen because they did it once they're going to do it again. Um, so, um, follow up to that is how do you prepare with food shortage? You know, do you have a storage? Do you have, um, brands that you like? Do you have methods that you recommend? You know, are you ready that? Yeah, we're ready. Okay. Yeah. On any, on any given day, we have cases and cases of water. And, and that's a really good prep uh, position for people to take. Out of everything in our world, the most important element is water. And if yeah. you want to control an entire population, poison the water, turn off the water, make sure people cannot get water. And so I encourage every one of you to get, get cases of bottled water and store them because that's the number one thing you're going to want. Number two, yes, we have uh, prepper food. We have emergency food. And we have emergency food at both locations. <laughs> Hello, young man. There's a dragon. Hi, oh, this, 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 this is my oldest dragon. dragon. <laughs> nice to see you. So, yeah, uh, number two, make sure you got food. But then finally, uh, you asked two, a couple of questions. One, what do I do? One, when do I, if, do I think things are going to shut down again? They shut down in 2020 because of the election. Trump is in office. They shut down everything to try to damage Trump's thriving economy. They wanted to make him look bad. When they shut it down and they couldn't destroy the economy, they took it one step further. They started creating six foot, uh, you know, give me space uh, edicts. And they also said everybody's got to wear a mask. The manufacturer on the box says the masks don't work. And if the manufacturer says they don't work, pretty sure they don't work. But they still uh, forced people to wear masks, even though nothing about the mask was sound in preventing any kind of dis-ease, if there was one. But the second part, the lockdown, uh, they threw enough wrenches in the gears. Ultimately, masks, the shutdown, were all about mail-in ballots. All about mail-in ballots. I don't know if you've been paying attention. In the last few weeks, they have hinted at another lockdown. They keep saying, you know, they found a, a new variant of the virus over in, in Europe and it's come to the United States and they're testing the waters to see how people will respond. There, there is no point in doing a lockdown after the election because after the election, they can do whatever they want. They don't have to do a lockdown. They can just impose any kind of law, let alone martial law. The only time a lockdown would be useful would be right now so they could implement mail-in ballots again. And frankly, I don't think we'll stand for it. Uh, the Trump rallies okay. are a pretty good indication of what support Trump has going into this election. Uh, Biden stumbles every time he gets on the air. They, they do not give us very, they don't give us much exposure to him live because he can't handle it anymore. His dementia is so deep that they, they, they can't have him on camera. Every time he goes on camera, he gets lost. So I'm making a prediction on my first show here in the vault. They're going to pull Biden off the ballot for whatever reason. The uh, special counsel just found that he did indeed 
have top secret documents that he wasn't legally allowed to have as vice president. He had no rights to the documents. They were not stored adequately in his garage by his Corvette, all the above. They've got every reason in the world to prosecute him like they're prosecuting Trump, and they won't. But what the prosecutor did do, which is always in alignment with the conversation, is the prosecutor said his mental capacity is diminished. He can't remember anything. Therefore, we're not going to charge him because he doesn't know what he's doing. But that also sets him up to not be president. So they're going to pull him out of the running. Mark my words, in the next month, they're going to announce somebody else is the candidate. Uh, Biden's going to gracefully bow out and say, nope, not running. You know, I'm going to take care of my family. 50 years in service to this country is enough. I'm not running for a second term, kind of like Jimmy Carter did. And they're going to run another candidate. Uh, they're going to have a hard time doing mail-in ballots again because the general population is not in tune with that, nor do we want it. And I think the overwhelming desire is to do in-person ballots with ID. So that said, I don't think there's going to be a lockdown. I do think there's going to be turmoil. So I do am positive you need to be prepared. And your preparation needs to be, like I said, get some water, have some food at least for a couple of months, standing by and handy, and you should be okay. And then finally, find outlets, not just me. Certainly, I want to keep in the conversation with you, but find outlets that will give you genuine news and not the mainstream media propaganda that they want you to listen to so that you'll toe the line and do what they tell you to do. So where do you find your news? I find my news with Tucker Carlson. I find my news with people like Joe Rogan who are unafraid to be canceled and just say, hey, here's my opinion. At least you're getting a genuine opinion. If you look at Mockingbird Media and you, you take a look at any broadcast at any given point, it's all the same broadcast. So it's all coming from the same feed. It's all coming off the, right. you know, the Associated Press wire, the AP wire, and they're all towing the same line with the exact same jargon and semantics and script. So I get my news from, I, there's a, some accounts that I follow on Telegram great place for news because you get a balance. It's fairly easy to sort through the crap and what's real and what's not. And then finally, ultimately, no matter where I get my news source from, whether it's Tucker Carlson or Joe Rogan or Marshall Silver, we also have to have our own discernment. And if the, oh, yes. if the evidence doesn't make any sense, it probably doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Thanks, yeah. Bonnie. You are loved. And I look forward to having you back on the show again soon. I'll see you. I'm going to uh, see you. Right I'm going to see you in November. I'm At coming next to level. next level. So I'll see you then. I'm excited to have you there. You take care. Thank You're welcome. Good stuff. Great stuff, actually. You know, and these are really good questions. I'm sure many of you are wondering, what are we going to do in the event of another lockdown? Well, like I said, I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to pull off another lockdown. I don't think that's going to happen. And because that's not going to happen, then the question is, what else can they do to cause us grief and make us more controlled? Uh, any number of things can come down. Uh, they're working really hard to create food shortages. They're attacking our farmers. Why? Because if you can control what people eat, you control them. If you control the water, you control them. If you control communication, you control people. So when you start looking at all the ways that the... Uh, inner circle of the world. If you look at all the ways that the inner workings are trying to control us, deep state, you're going to realize that it's not that far off. Uh, do we have uh, Evangeline on? 
Hello, Evangeline. Nice ah, to see you. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. You're looking as beautiful as ever. Oh, thank you very much. You're so kind. <laughs> I am very kind, and you're looking beautiful. Hey, I wanted to bring you on. Are you willing to share? You just went through Inner Circle. Yes. Hold on for a sec. I'm sorry. I, I have to turn off my alarm. Yes. Alexa, turn off alarm. Okay, I'm you sorry. never know what that spy device is going to do. <laughs> so what's your question? All right. Uh, well, my question is, I attended Inner Circle just a few weeks ago yep. and um, decided that I'm going to have to quit my job of 16 years. Um, oh. And so I did as soon as I got back from the Inner Circle. I uh, notified my manager. Um, I've been with this job. I was a former, well, I'm a former IRS revenue agent yep. and for 16 years. Yep. And two days, Tuesday was a Tuesday, and I put in my two weeks notice. And so last Friday was actually my last day. Today Power. I'm celebrating my Freedom Day. Wow. Today is special for so many reasons. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That is such a scary thing for people. It, it is. I'm still scared, but I'm also looking forward and I'm very excited. Yes. So there's a book and it, it's by a woman named Susan Jeffers and it's a phenomenal book. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yes. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And yeah, it, that fear is a given. It's it's going to happen. When I got married, I had fear. You know, when, when my wife got pregnant, I was afraid for her. You know, every... <laughs> Every day has fear. That doesn't mean stop. Fear means pay attention. So what's your question? Well, my question is, since, you know, I've been employed for 16 years, and this is a very new thing, you know, recently, obviously, since this is my day one of me, you know, going to work on having my own business now. Um, and there's so much to do, obviously, because there's administration that needs to be done, setting up a home office. I mean, I don't even have a printer anymore because that used to be my, that's my work computer with the IRS. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just creating a business plan, a product, you know, listening to a lot of training because there's a lot of self-development that I think that I also need to do. And um, so just juggling or you know all these things that i have to do and even getting my own health insurance and all of these things you know that i need to get done how do i prioritize i mean what should i do first good so yes there's a lot to do and it can feel overwhelming and you're also dealing today with both the euphoria of being free but also the burden of not having anybody there to protect you like a job. Right. And so, you know, the cash that was coming in and the health benefits and all those other elements, they're not there anymore. So today, what your day is, is helping to find identity. And your new identity as an entrepreneur and somebody who was- here. Okay, in the studio, are we able to hear me still? Are we good? If someone can text me and let me know that we are good. Uh, did her mic drop out? 
So I'm going to continue. I, I know that you're still listening, Evangeline, and I'm guessing my audio is still working. Here's the key. Your identity is brand new today. And so the first thing I want you to do is to start forming that brand new identity. And one of the ways you start forming that brand new identity, Evangeline, is you got to uh, determine what business are you in. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me now? Yes. What business will you be in? Um, finance, audit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your head's going like this. So you're still getting clear on what you're what you're wanting to do. So your 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 subconscious is saying, I don't know, I have no <laughs> idea what I want to do, and your brain is saying, I want to build on an existing foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been involved in auditing and being an investigator and and finding. Frankly, you are finding sources of income and revenue for people that they weren't even identifying as being sources of revenue for them as an auditor for the IRS. So you take that skill set. It's kind of like somebody leaving the armed services. They worked for the government. They were in the armed services. They leave the armed services and they say, OK, what do I do with my life now? Mm -hmm. The key is to say, OK, what were the core factors that allowed me to do my business? What were the core factors that allowed me, pardon me, while I was in the army, what were the core factors that allowed me to, you know, keep those tanks running or keep those airplanes flying, whatever it was? Because those core skill sets are the skill sets you bring into the non-governmental position. Tell me three things that professionally you are massively good at. Um, I'm actually good with communicating with people as far as you know i mean i uh-oh your audio dropped out again so yes i will come back to you while your audio are you is your audio on ah, you're out again shoot yeah we cannot hear you i'm going to answer your questions evangeline without bringing you back on the air uh yes you are definitely empathetic you are massively good and, and I remember when we first met, you didn't want to tell anybody that you were an IRS auditor. Somebody's got to do it. And if somebody's going to do it, I would prefer somebody like you who has a conscience, who has some empathy and who has a genuine care for people. So, yeah, that's a major, major business skill. The other skill that I know you have is you have a good eye to detail and detection. That is a massively good skill inside of the entrepreneur's world, having a, a mindset that allows you to... Uh, see things other people don't see and and do things other people don't do is a really great way for you to help create something on purpose. And then finally, uh, your other skill set is that you are really influential. You're really good at closing and selling. So, yes, one of the things that immediately comes to mind in using your skill set that I believe is immediately saleable, that is exactly what I was talking about at the top of the show in future pacing is that you are really good at finding either things to be taxed on, or I'm guessing the other side of that is tax breaks. The fact that you have been an agent for the IRS for 16 years gives you massive credibility in your ability to talk to people and find them hidden revenue. So if it were me today, I would put on my thinking cap and say, how can I help tax paying citizens, of which there's a lot, find money that is due them, that the IRS wants to refund to them, wants to forgive them if, if in fact it's a deduction, we're going to find you money. So that is valuable. Somebody comes to me and says, Marshall, I can find you a million dollars 
in extra write-offs that are completely legal. You won't have to pay taxes on them. And since my tax bracket is upwards of 40%, if you find me a million dollars in savings, you're actually putting $400,000 back in my pocket. So if it were me, Evangeline, and I was looking for a reinvention of myself, that would be what I would do. That and the fact that your significant other is also a phenomenal planner, somebody that's really good with systems and program and program management, that would be the direction I would go. So, hey, if you're listening to the program right now, secret word of the day has not yet been guessed, although I gave some pretty substantial clues to it during the first part of the broadcast. And if you can guess what the secret word of the day is, you win five grand. Uh, We also guaranteed are going to give away 10 ounces of pure silver. I don't know who's going to win it yet. Might be Evangeline, might be Dominic. Uh, might be Kelsey and might be our, our gal. I, I, let me see if I have the name in front of me. Our mother of dragons might be our mother of dragons. Let me see. Bonnie. Yes. Might be Bonnie. So, uh, we got time for one more call, one more shot at the $5,000 cash. One more shot at the 10 ounces of pure silver. Somebody's going to win it. I'd like to be you. Who is our next caller? Hey, guys. Adam. What's up? How are you, Marshall? I'm always awesome. Fantastic. Are are you guys in your car in Canada? (laughs) We are. (laughs) Yes, we are. Well, I feel loved right now. I feel massively loved. And uh, by the way, thank you for the bouquet of roses (laughs) that you sent to Erica and to the household. They're beautiful. And you guys are a class act. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, our question, our question, Marshall, is how do you lead and inspire um, sheep that are so kind of living the script, so indoctrinated in the script? Uh, are we talking the script of mainstream media or are we talking the script of just do what I need to do to get by? Yeah, I'd say just doing what you need to do to get by. Are we talking about teammates? Yep, teammates, um, people you're trying to onboard, kind of just employees, kind of everyone, even, I guess, even just. More on a motivational level of your current team than on a global level of the idiots that are living in a woke society. Yes. (laughs) Good. Here's the answer to that question. And, And the answer is pretty simple. Not everybody wants to be motivated. Not everybody wants to be onboarded very few people are going to have your levels of motivation. You know, the two of you as a couple uh, have a thriving business. You guys are also searching for what's the bigger picture and meaning in our life. And less than 1% of the population ever asks themselves that question. Most people, 95% to 99% of the population just wants to get by. They just want to be employees. They just want to make sure that their bills are paid. They want to have as little grief as possible. They're willing to work 50 or 60 hours a week to have two days off, to be able to vacation two two weeks out of the year, and they will never see their life at a bigger level. And there's nothing you can do to change that. You know, unfortunately, it's 95% of the people on this broadcast right now. That's not fair. It's less of the people on this broadcast because of the nature of the broadcast, but it's 95 to 99% of the people on any social media, on any broadcast at any given time. So that said, first thing I want you guys to do is to surrender to the fact that you're trying to put people into an entrepreneurial mindset 
or an entrepreneurial uh, position where they're excited about growing the business and this, and they don't give a damn. What they do want right. is they want a secure job. What they do want is to know that they're not going to get fired. What they do want to know is there's some path for growth here. What they do want is security because that is the first thing all of us as human beings want is we want to be safe. That yes. said, how do you take somebody from that position and either make them better employees, which is what you want, by the way, because the battle that you're having about, you know, motivating people uh, is a battle that's actually good for you. You don't want all of your employees wanting to be entrepreneurs. Otherwise, you'll have no employees. So the key is to find people that are completely satisfied with that kind of position in their life. And again, I've got some great people on my team that that's what they want. They don't necessarily want to be responsible for making sure revenue is coming in. They don't want to be responsible for at the end of the day, if there's not enough money in the bank, make sure all the employees are paid, even if they don't get a check that week. And, you know, the majority of the population doesn't want to do that. You do. You guys are hard workers. You're in your 20s. You've got, like I said, a thriving lawn care business, landscaping business. Uh, You guys are also entrepreneurs looking for other opportunities, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's other brands that you can spin off, all the above. And what I want you to know is you can motivate them to a degree, except manage your expectation that they literally do not want to be motivated beyond that. They just don't want to be. Okay. Perfect. You, Thank you. You guys are awesome. When will I see you at First Million uh, Irresistible Influence? Yeah. Yep. We'll be there. We'll, we'll be, be there. At turning Point. Yep. Awesome. I'm excited. So I'll see you at Turning Point and at, at First Million uh, Irresistible Influence. Like I said, good news is somebody, uh, you were at the dinner with them, actually. Somebody, uh, Andrew Schlegg, looks like he's about to win a brand Hell new yeah. car. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, now you guys know that that's also in the running for you. And you guys have a massive database of people you're already giving service to, customers you already serve. We're going to get some of those people to Turning Point and get you guys a brand new Mercedes-Benz. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hey, thank you for taking the time from your car to uh, call in. You guys are loved. Best looking couple that I've had on the show so far. You're the only couple I've had on the show so far. Yet you're also the best looking couple I've had on the show so far. So you guys take care and you may win – 10 ounces of pure silver. I'll talk to you later. Life is good. Yeah, we're wrapping up the show. Let's see. What time is it? It is 1144. I got time for one more call. Yeah, let's do one more. I said I was only going to do one. Do we have anybody else that's uh, standing by? Looks like John is standing by. Let's put John on the air. Hey, John, welcome home. I cannot hear you, so check your microphone, John. Can you hear me now? You're perfect. Where, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Cyprus. You just sp- uh, spoke with my partner, Kelsey. Yes. And, you know, people come on and say you're loved. I am not afraid to say I love you, Marshall. Uh, you, you read my text on the air. Uh, you saved my life. And, you know, that's people say that all the time. I was a martial arts instructor for years and years and years. People said that to me all the time, but you really saved my life. I was suicidal. I came to a turning point back in the early 2000s, and what I wanted to get out of it was my life. I didn't. I wasn't worried about money. I wasn't worried about relationships. I was worried about just ending it all, and I got exactly what I wanted 
out of the turning point. You gave it to me. And uh, now I've got a wonderful, successful relationship. Uh, I, I feel like I'm successful in my life. I feel like I'm successful. I'm getting healthier every day. Uh, I'm just improving every day, but I don't have the focus. I'm not rich yet. I'm not financially successful yet. And since I've got all these other pieces of the puzzle, how do I get that piece? That's good. That's a great question. Uh, you win the silver today. Thank you, Marshall. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You, so you win the silver. I, I love you. Well, that's I, why. I tell, I tell <laughs> everyone. Right there, that's it. You, you won it when you, you were the first person on the air to come out and very specifically just say, I love you. I'm not afraid to say it. You win. And it's a lesson for everybody. Everybody. Tell more people today that you love them. Everybody. So I'm going to give you the silver because I love you. And, and I, I told you, and, and I want to reinforce, if you didn't hear me say it, you and that comment you made on Friday when we were testing the systems that I saved your life back in 2000, you put a chill through me. You put a chill through me because I'm of the mindset that I don't have an option anymore, that it's not my life to live anymore. You know, I think part of what made that happen for me, John, is having kids. My children did not ask to be here. We brought them here. I saw a video yesterday of someone who sued her parents because she didn't, they didn't consult with her before she arrived. And so, you know, I, you know, you didn't ask me if I wanted to be here, but she's got kids herself. Weird at any rate, without being weird about it. I agree. My kids didn't, didn't ask to be here. I invited them here. That said, I owe them everything. Yeah. They are my reason. I didn't ask to be given these amazing gifts that I was given and their gifts. Uh, this is not ego talking. This is gratitude speaking. I didn't ask to be given the gifts of being able to think clearly and communicate well. I've been given the gifts and to those that are given great gifts, much as expected you and people just like you that need this program are the reason I commit to being here two hours a day, five days a week for you. And the fact that you were vulnerable enough to mention that on Friday when we were doing a test run and the fact that you just brought it up today, winner, hands down. Now I want to answer your question. Here's the answer to your question. How do you start tapping into the money side of things? Everything to do with future pacing, plausibility, and today's lesson. Sometimes people are in professions that just won't allow them financial success. So that's the first thing you got to say is, is there a way for me to get to whatever my outcome is doing what I'm doing? Is there a way for me to make a million dollars a year doing what I'm doing? And you just shook your head no, so you know that right now you don't have the proper vehicle. Are you in business with uh, Kelsey? I plan to be soon. Uh, we are going to branch off from her talent agency, and I'm going to start helping actors find agents, not necessarily with her, but uh, we're going to start doing programs where we uh, teach actors how to actually work the business and not just be actors. Yep. Good. You know, when people walk into my house in Vegas, uh, especially other performers, entertainers, especially other hypnotists, the first word that comes out of their mouth when they walk through the front door begins with F. And, and I know what's going on in their brain. They're saying, how in the world do you have so much money and you're in the same profession that I am in. And the reason is early on, I heard somebody say to me, show business is two words. 
and business is the bigger word. And while you've got people, you know, like your your significant other was mentioning earlier, that are actors or actresses or models and people wanting to make it in this business, most of them don't view the world that way. Uh, good example, yesterday, you know, watching the Super Bowl, uh, Taylor Swift is there watching her boyfriend play, play football. Taylor's not phenomenal. She's not a phenomenal <laughs> talent. I like her. Don't get me wrong. This is not a knock. She's not exceptional on a level of, say, I don't know, people that I that I like and that I admire. Craig David as a lyricist, steel in his sheer emotional impact through his music. She's not. All of her music is fluff. It's all teeny bopper fluff kind of music. And you know that because you're in the talent business. The thing that, that I admire most about Taylor Swift that hands down so far right now, especially she is the best in the world at monetizing. She is best in the world at understanding how to run her brand. And it's magic to watch. It's so yeah, cool. She's you know, even, management. Yeah, she's brand management. She's spot on on everything. Everything from the way she managed her tour to the way that she you know, has done everything else in her career, including selling her concert footage, video footage directly to the theaters, bypassing the uh, studio distribution process with Disney or Paramount. And she took the tour, sold it directly to the theater so that she kept all the money that middleman would have and is just breaking records left and right because she's smart. She knows show business is two words. So, yes, I would agree that somebody putting together a seminar series, an educational series that teaches actors, actresses, and I would even go so far as to say all creative types, uh, artists, comics, you know, Matt Reif recently has blown up. And anybody that watches this broadcast that doesn't know who Matt Reif is, I'm shocked. Matt Reif, the comic, has blown up lately because instead of being a comic and going out and trying to tell a better joke, he said, no, what would my business appeal be? And what he, what he, what he realized was that he's a good-looking guy with good, quick wit that appeals to middle-aged MILFs. And Matt Reif <laughs> appealing to middle-aged MILFs has made his brand $36 million over the last 12 months, all because he found his TRE, his target-rich environment. We're going to find a target-rich environment on this broadcast. We're going to find people just like you. They're going to become evangelical. Your conversation later today at lunch, you and the girlfriend, you and Kelsey are out to lunch or hanging out with your friends later today. You're going to say, you guys got to check this broadcast out. It's good, solid information. You've already been doing it, I'm sure. Both of you, I'm sure. He's a decent human being. He has a genuine concern and love for people. Yeah, he's got opinions that lean far, far right. And maybe we don't agree with all of his opinions as far as politics and, and the worldview is concerned. Yet ultimately, he's okay with us having different opinions. That's what people are going to say about this show. And, and that's what I want to be known as. I, I want our brand to stand for truth, inspiration, and massive financial abundance. That's what Marshall Silver Live, this brand, stands for. So how do we get you monetizing? You need to figure out what do we sell? What do we sell? Yes, you're selling you right now. Except the next question is, why do I want to buy you? Why do people want to tune in to Marshall Silver Live? Number one, people want to tune in for potentially winning free stuff. That's always the case. Mr. Well, it's a big part. Maybe not you. Other people for sure. Mr. Beast, a brand worth $2 billion. 
Two, he was offered a billion dollars for his brand. He said, no, I want two billion. His brand's worth two billion, guaranteed. Mr. Beast built his entire brand on what? One concept? We give stuff away. That's what we do. We give away a lot of stuff. That's what's built his brand. So the entire timeshare industry built on free. Come on the tour. We'll give you free Disney tickets. We'll give you free Cirque du Soleil tickets. That word free is a massive motivator for many people. We've already given away $350,000 in cash via my broadcasts from the last time we were on live. And we're about to break those records today. In fact, like I said, today, I think we just gave away a $60,000 automobile to somebody who's been a supporter of what we do for, for a long time and nothing would make me happier. So how do we get you monetizing? We need to identify exactly what do you sell. Step two, what is your unique marketing proposition? What is it that makes John and his offer different than anybody else? What makes this broadcast different is we're live. We're not a podcast. You don't listen to us on download at your leisure. In fact, if you don't listen to us live, you're missing the biggest impact this program can have on you. And that is answering live questions, getting through, talking to a coach. I charge $60,000 for a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. And every day we're giving these coaching sessions up for free. So first thing, you've got to figure out what am I selling? And yeah, I get ideally you're selling you and ideally I'm selling me. That's not what I'm selling though. What I'm selling is a better life. What I'm selling is strategies. What I'm selling is more sex, money, and power. Next, what makes me unique? We are live. What makes me unique? We put up uh, $5,000 cash up for grabs every single day. All yeah. of those things start making me unique. So you've got to identify what makes you unique. And then the last thing you got to do is say, okay, where is that target rich environment? Where are the woods and the coulds, the people that would want what I sell and as important, can afford what I'm selling? Target rich environment, would and could. So when you solve those three questions, what am I selling? What makes me unique? Where's my target rich environment? Then you have a business. Hey, congratulations on winning the silver. Congratulations you. on both you and the girlfriend getting on the air today. It's historic, baby. It's all good stuff. Happy Thank inaugural you show, Marshall. Happy inaugural show. I, I'm so happy that you are going to be in our lives for two hours every day. You don't know. I've been waiting for this, and I've been waiting to share this with my partners and my, my children again. I brought my children to Turning Point 20 years ago, and they're all adults now. And hey. I think you helped them with their lives as well. Please bring them back. Both of you, come on back. Sooner the better. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. You're loved. Hey, it's been a great show today, and I have had so much fun being with you. Yes, in the future, very soon, we're going to let you vote for who wins the silver. Right now, it's my silver and my damn show. So I'm going to determine right now. But long term, you're going to determine who wins by voting on the calls. And like I said, John's call about... Uh, me saving his life. Yeah, that's enough for me. That, that That's 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 everything for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'd like to save your life. I'd like to save your relationship. I'd like to make you so rich it's beyond imagination. And then selfishly, I want to be the guy you give credit to. So wrapping up a show today, I gave you lots of clues. Uh, I gave away a car already today. Pretty sure I gave away a brand new Mercedes-Benz on this show. I wanted to give away $5,000 cash. Uh, if you have any guesses as to what the word of the day might be, 
uh, put it in the chat. Uh, before I reveal what the word of the day is, I want you to put it in the chat. And I want to point out to you that one of the stories I told, and I'm always going to give you clues during the first segment. So tune in at the top of the hour, 10 a.m. every single day to get your clues. And the clue that I gave you was I talked about the fact that I talked about it a lot. Somebody's getting attacked for being a manufacturer of hats. Somebody is being attacked for being a manufacturer of hats. David Copperfield's dad manufactured hats. I'm seeing some guesses come up on the chat. All right, I'm going to reveal it. Enough with attention. The word of the day today coming out of the box. Haberdashery. Hat manufacturer. Hat manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, you got it. Good guess. <laughs> Next time you got to get on the air, dude. Yeah, Frank in the chat guessed, guessed it. Haberdashery. That's the word of the day. So if you didn't win, guess what? Tomorrow, Tuesday, nobody won. Tomorrow, $5,500. $5,500. Up for grabs. I'd like you to win. I'm Marshall Silver. You are indeed totally loved. That's the secret word box. You're totally loved. Your assignment for the day, tell at least five strangers they are loved. Just say, you're loved. You are loved. You're an amazing human being. The world's a better place because you're here. And I, for one, am grateful. Hey, congratulations to our winner today of the silver. Congratulations to the folks that we invited to Turning Point. Congratulations. Kelsey, uh, you and your guy are going to come to next level together as my guests. How awesome is that? I'm Marshall Silver. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk about sex and how you can get more. So if you like sex, like I like sex, and you want more sex, like I want more sex, tune into the show tomorrow. A word of caution. You might want to have that conversation with your kiddos overnight before they tune into the show with you. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Marshall Silver, your personal millionaire maker. You are totally loved. Bye for now.